dusty bin. Yeah, weird. Different Yo! age, different age. Oh, Glenn, we've got you in already. We're straight in. We're straight in. Welcome to the <laughs> team wrap up. This is our car crash of a podcast. No, it can't be that. We're on episode 51. Um, you're rocking here with Glenn, a.k.a. Dating Dad, and me, Johnny Jensen, creator of the Team Superdad community and founder of the Hero Academy program. We're going to have some fun tonight. Um, is it we're going to go from, start again at one or we're going to pretend we're at 51? I think I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that and how I link that into my gym work. On with the show. Welcome to Team Super Dad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad. Ben, I've never been this before. I mean, that's exciting. No, we had no green room. You were just straight in. I mean, lucky, lucky I was, uh, yeah, doing my normal uh, in inappropriate stuff beforehand. I know, like uh, Tony Robbins, like state change. You've been like, <laughs> doing doing fifty press ups or something just to get yourself like all jacked up and ready to go. Now, what sort of a man would do fifty press ups before doing? <laughs> I can, I'm still, I'm still at 56. My record is still 56. I'm not quite sure. In, I get so fully are we talking 50. about in 60 seconds. No, no, I'm past 60 seconds now. I can go past oh, okay. No, to be fair, it's 56 no. press-ups in, in 60 seconds. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like how many press-ups can you do in 60 seconds? That used to be, used to be a challenge. I used to watch a lot of Soccer EM, and they'd just have like, whoever the guest was, it'd be like, right, go. And they'd time 60 seconds and see how many press-ups you could do. And I, yeah, you, could, you could do sort of 40, 50, 60 in that sort of time. Yeah, it's got to be proper though. You can't be doing these little half little <laughs> butterfly flutters. No, no. But listen, before we get too far into that, let's do the old intro stuff. Uh, you're, you're, you're here with the Team Superdad crew. We are the podcast team here. Myself, Johnny Jensen, and over on the other side, Glenn, a dating dad of Twitter fame and other B-list TV programs that you might have seen. I love that you oh, put me we- that high. We need to get the uh, we need to get the villa on YouTube. I've had multiple people ask me about putting that episode of the villa on YouTube, so I will do that. Um, each week we get together on this podcast, on this live, to basically wrap up the week that was, and uh, we, we put it onto Monday so we can chit chat about our weekends. But I'm really aware from from times good and bad that there were moments when I needed to fill the empty air with some sounds, uh, whether it was driving the car, whether it was washing up, whether it was uh, rocking back and forward in the corner of a room, <laughs> wishing things to be better. All of those times, all of those times. And uh, so the wrap up podcast was inspired by that kind of desire. You can join in on the wrap up if you're uh, if you have a keyboard and you're not driving. Um, but yeah, on the live, uh, simply whether you're watching on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Um, where else could you watch this? It's the, you could have one of those devices and one of those socials anywhere. So you could be in the bog. You could be uh, <laughs> in prison. In my garden, hiding behind a bush. You'll only <laughs> see half of it, but you know what? It's, uh, it's worth it. One hand holding the phone. The <laughs> That's disgusting. Disgusting. The other holding uh, a beer. What else would you be holding? Oh, of course, holding a beer, holding a beer. Um, yeah, so you, you can you can chime in. I wonder if uh, if our friend, our lady friend, is going to join us this Where's week. Nadine, I was expecting her to be here this week. Nadine, I, I, you've abandoned us. I, I am guilty of not getting in touch with her mm, to, uh, to get her on. 
Well, no, because I was focused on the 50th episode, and now here we are on the 50, 51st, and so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get on. So, but, but uh, yeah, but if you are an, a dad, if you're a man who wants to get involved with everything we're doing, then, yes, the free community is at teamsuperdad.com forward slash group. And we're hanging out. We've got a group on Facebook. We've got the emails. We've got some sort of training things I do once a month in these like masterminds. And we're here to help you create your best life ever. And if you want to crank that up another level, then you can come and join us in the Hero Academy, which is our mastermind, our accountability, our life accelerator for men who want to ditch the life they feel stuck in and get into the life they really want to create. Life by design, as I talk about. And uh, yeah, if you wonder what that little 50 press up reference was, I'm on day 86 now, day 86 of the Super Dad workout. I'm going to be at 90 in three days' time, in case uh, your maths was really bad. Is that right? Mate, that's, that's, mate, that's, that's just incredible. I mean, between the two of us, we'll be 10 off of 100. <laughs> Crazy thought, isn't it? It's 30 days in a cycle, then 30 days, and then 30 days. And then if you miss a day, you've got to go back to day one which isn't the end of the world. It's just what it is. It's important that people get that distinction. It isn't good or bad. It just is what it is. Day one is day one. Yeah. I mean, there's um, a whole world of research around new year's resolutions and stuff like that. That says, if you, uh, if you just give a hundred percent to a resolution, you say, right, if I break, I'm going to never break this and just, I'm never going to drink or smoke or whatever. And then on day 30, day 40, you have a cigarette or you have a little drink and you think, that's it, I'm done. Uh, I can't, I'm I'm finished now. Then you won't succeed. You'll just go back even worse than you were before. However, if you have the mindset of, you know what? Okay, I lost out on a day, but I'll forgive myself. Okay, let's start again. Let's just carry on going as if it, not as if it didn't happen, but let's just keep, keep, go back to trying to do it again. As long as you don't beat yourself up about it, You'll get through it and you'll achieve far, far more. Exactly. It's like the score is now 10-1. It's not nil-nil mm-hmm. again. It's not, it's not game over. Zero, 10 and we're behind. No, it's, it's just 10-1. You, you had one little mm-hmm. slip, one little. So, yeah, day, and that's, that's why I've done it. Like 30 days, 30 days, you just keep going. So we're, I'm in cycle three. So it's kind of 26.3. If you look on the socials and you see my post, it says day 86. 26.3 that means i'm on the 26th day of the third cycle mm-hmm. um and in my grand vision for this have you ever have you ever done part run do you know part run i've heard of it yes yeah so it's a 5k tell, tell, the, tell, tell our american listeners what park run is it's a 5k run for fun in a park someone wins someone I mean, comes last complex in terms of their descriptions yeah <laughs> that was a big old brainstorm that's a badass brainstorm when they, they nailed that one yeah, six six k per six k part run. The, the the URL wasn't available yet, <laughs> but no, they just five k got together, did a run. Um, oh, by the way, before I carry on, in case you're wondering what is the title of today's uh, podcast, the uh, I got crypto mugged. Yes, I'll be sharing with you today how I got scammed over the last month. Uh, thankfully, not for too much money, uh, but it has been a learning experience. I did think it was a bit squiffy, uh, hence why I only put a couple of hundred quid in there. But, uh, but yeah. I, I'll spend I'll spend my whole time trying not to say to people, listen back to the last show. So I, I, I don't have to say I told you so, but um, <laughs> uh, I, I won't I won't say it. I, I just I just won't say it. Nathan, if you're listening, 
You're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Such a nice guy. Here's, do you know what's so funny, right? Here, and I, I know we do sometimes mention sporting references and the Woolwich, right? Given that I was scammed in a crypto trading situation, what team do you think Nathan, a.k.a. Cunt, uh, supported? There is absolutely only one team. It's got to be Woolwich all the way. <laughs> he took great delight. Here's the funny thing, right? He took great delight in telling me he was an Arsenal fan and like, like just sharing with me his thoughts on Arsenal and, 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 the, and where they were at. And, and, uh, I mean, I, I, and know, I, know it's, I, know, I know it could be deemed slander, but every Arsenal fan is a wrong one. Maybe he secretly, like, I don't know, plays polo or something. Like, he's like, he's not into football at all. But so he decided to let himself, like, like oh, I'm going to pick a sport. Okay, I'll pick football. No, that made him a Fulham fan. <laughs> no, like, he just kept kind of going down and down and down. Like, they ended up. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, until we hit rock. Do. I'll say, I'll rock say, bottom. I'll, yeah, rock bottom. He said, what's, what's the worst? Like, oh, I'm a football fan. I support Arsenal, yeah. Banter's good. I tried to tell this to my son the other day, like football banter is okay, but it has to, it has to be on the light. It has to be, it has to be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I tell you what, our main clanger about mentioning football is when you get up and do a presentation. I, I was, did a, did a, a social media talk at a company event once. And the guy that came on before me was from a PR company. You'd think mm-hmm. he stood up and Chelsea had just won. It was either the FA cup or the league. So he stood up. And you got to you got you got to gauge your audience as well, right? So as a team of a recruitment company in marketing, majority of the room were, were women. Now, clearly, some women are massive football fans, but if you were going to hedge your bets, you probably wouldn't go with a football reference to a ninety percent room of women, uh, and let alone go big on aren't Chelsea awesome? So he basically did that for the first. He was so buzzed about Chelsea winning the league or the FA Cup. He just completely lost the room by going off on one about it. And I, I, I laughed and said to the bloke next to me, he's going to dig himself a big hole here. <laughs> and yeah. he totally bombed. He totally it's a, bombed. It's a risky thing doing presentations and, and, and content. Although I, I got some feedback on my presentation style this week. Apparently, I'm too polished. I'm too too slick. I don't um, I don't R. Uh, uh, which come, makes me come across as too professional and not really as engaging as I could be. Oh, so it's, it's been—it's really thrown me. It's really been like, okay, am I supposed to rough up the edges? Am I supposed to throw in okay. some artificial okay. ums and ahs? And that's if sort you're of watching the live, I can see a couple of people are—a couple of hundred people, clearly, right? Uh, if you're watching the live, uh, let's have some tips on how Glenn could appear less polished. The first one that comes to mind for me is you could have your flies undone, right? And then and then be like, yeah. oh, my apologies. But that that <laughs> implies I'm wearing trousers and clearly I'm not doing that. Okay, yeah. Uh, wear a shirt and, a, and a, um, maybe a jacket, sports blazer or something, and a pair of board shorts. How about that? It could do, but then at some point I'd have to show them my crotch. Now, I usually can do that, but that's, that's restricted to OnlyFans. Okay, okay. Links available um, on demand. Do, how? What are your slides like? Are you, do you go with like a, a uh, like a big picture and a kind of headline, or do you like a lot of text on your slides? No, or no text, hardly any text. So for me, if someone's looking at a slide and spending their time reading it, they're not listening to me. 
And so what's the point of me presenting? I could have sent that in an email. So I knew, but, I knew we were on the same wavelength, Glenn. Yeah, I've actually got, and this is something, a tip I recommend for anyone who kind of has to do presentations and that sort of stuff. Have a slide deck, 10 slides, no more, no less. And each slide is a picture, just a picture. Remember those slides. Remember the order they're coming from. And that way, if ever you get caught on the hop and you said, oh, yeah, um, oh yeah, have you got that presentation for me? Because um, we've got to load it up because you're doing it in five minutes. If you can think on your feet and you can come up with the words, just just whatever you're talking about. Just do it. So it, you, one of my slides is it's a, it's a fucking elephant in a, in the Sahara. And so whatever stage I get to, um, I know that that's coming up. So I have a talk about. Um, of course, this is a big problem. So just like eating an elephant, you have to do it one sli- one bite at a time. Or um, okay, well now obviously we've been talking about a tricky subject, and but the elephant in the room is this. So you can just artificially cram whatever your subject matter is into whatever the picture is. No one there knows you're bullshit. No one there knows that these are pictures that you've used a hundred times before. But it always means that whatever happens, if you turn up somewhere and your slides aren't working or you haven't got the memory stick or whatever, you've always got some slides you can talk to. Well, I'm with you. I like a I like a big picture and a kind of a headline that leads into the subject that I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think, so do you drop in a little bit of anecdotal stuff? Do you kind of go with an All example? Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's got, it's got to be, uh, I've got to be excited talking about it. And they've got, so if I'm not excited talking about it, they're not excited about listening to it. How about this? Do you, do you, do you reference people in the room? Do you, do you try and involve them in the, in the thing? Maybe that would be to a little a, bit polished. Yeah. To a degree. I, I think partly he was saying it's, it's the tone and the cadence and the pacing. Uh, it's always content dense and the flow of it is is kind of so very like it's 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 too artificially constructed to be look if you're going to present this this is how you do it and this is your radio voice and this is your presenting voice and and your cadence your your pacing and and it's the way it should be which is too much so i need to dial it down a bit i need to stop being so radio slick and become more human which is really really interesting as feedback i've never had that before i've never had someone saying you need to rough it up a bit because you know yeah. with this voice it's rough as ourselves glenn you're just too good mate <laughs> as in that, it's not you're just too good <laughs> sorry you need to be a bit more shit please you need to be shit you need you need to find that sweet spot so that, i've been reflecting on that over the past few days it's, it's always good to get feedback we've got a big feedback culture at my place and it's always good to get challenged on things you think you're doing well and you get positive feedback from some, but if your boss says you need to do it slightly differently, I'm going to listen to him. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, at least he won't get you fired as well. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where were we a moment ago? I was talking about the press-ups and the mm-hmm. uh, the super dad workout, right? So, so today, if you watched on the socials, if you're on my live stream, I was at Brighton, Brighton Beach, south, southeast of Britain, and uh, so I, I was getting my laptop fixed. Do you remember a few weeks back, I had the exploding bag incident where I managed to dump absolutely every single item of my rucksack on the pavement, including a mobile phone, a laptop and an iPad, all of which smashed. Ouch. I mean, any one of those on its own is a bit of a fucking disaster. But, you know, shit comes in threes by the look of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one good thing is, is things. Three things break. Those three things broke all at once there. Yeah. And so... I was devastated. And at the same time, kind of 
like I took like a deep breath. I kind of went all Zen on it. It was like, yeah, <laughs> that's because I was rushing. I also, I then went back and remembered how many times the bag hadn't been zipped up, but I'd caught, I'd kind of felt mm-hmm. the bag like opening up. Like when they cut uh, Luke Skywalker out of that Yeti thing at the beginning of Empire. Oh, the Tauntaun. The Tauntaun. It was when my bag hasn't been zipped up, it kind of, it's got a zip that goes all the way around. Yeah. So as it sort of opens, 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 there's this magic moment where I'm like, Oh no, I know what's happening in the bag. Just kind of goes, <laughs> so, so previously I've caught it. In fact, mm-hmm. the number of times I've caught it is quite, quite remarkable. But on this one occasion, a few weeks ago, no. So, so Mark is the dude in Brighton and he's, he's got a, a little mobile phone, laptop repair business. And, uh, how'd you know Mark? I just found him on Google. My my dad sent me to a place to get my phone fixed. When I got there, they were closed. So I went on Google, searched up mobile phone repair, because I used to live in Brighton, didn't live there anymore, but was visiting for the weekend. He came up. He's he, he works out of his out of his home and he's just a dude. He's like he's look he's a bit like, and he won't thank me for this, but he's a bit like Shaggy out of Scooby Doo. <laughs> right? Except like a modern yeah, day a- kind of it's kind of modern day, that but imagine, like exactly the sort of person I want to hand my like, electronics over to. No, but but imagine a bit more geeky, bit bit, okay. you know, bit right. And so he's just like, yeah, yeah, I got this, I got this. And he just kind of giving you stuff, and it's 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 a great price. It does the job, mm-hmm. not always as quick as you want. Although today he replaced the lens cap on my on my phone in a, in a, in half an hour. Went back and got it. See, this is the thing about a job. So it, it, I'm assuming he's done it quite well, yeah. Well, the laptop, this is a boring conversation. The laptop is a touchscreen, so there's a lot of chance for it to go wrong. Yeah. And he's done a great job. He's done a great job. I do trust him always. He's done a great job, yeah. Well, there, there you go. There, there's three ways you can have a job done, and you can only ever pick two. So you can either have it done quickly, have it done well, or have it done cheap. So if it's quick and you've done it well, it ain't going to be cheap. If it's cheap and quick, then it ain't going to be done well. And if it's quick and it's done well, uh, if it's whatever the other ones are, you can only yeah. have two of those things. Two out of three, yeah, okay. Two out of three. And it sounds like it was done well and it was cheap, so it ain't going to be quick. Yeah. And and it's it's not like crazy cheap. It's just good value. It's a little bit cheaper than, you know, it was much cheaper than Apple and a little bit cheaper than some of the other, these other shops charge. Well, but yeah, I guess, it's just I guess cost, cost and value are different things. Isn't it? What, what's, what's the business name so we can give them a shout out? Oh, yeah, uh, Omnitech. Mark. Shah Omnitech in Brighton. Uh, it's just basically, yeah, I give him five stars on uh, on the old Google reviews, and and he's a good guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you, uh, on the on the super dead um, uh, thing, you give him five push ups. <laughs> that was five out of five push ups. Yeah, five out of five push ups. Yeah. So in in the realms of like opportunity, yeah, opportunity. I had the opportunity today to do my workout in Brighton on the beach, in the sun. And I have a lot of love for Brighton because I used to live there. Part of the collateral damage of, of picking a, 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 a poor choice of wife. Not that she's a just a wrong choice for me before we looks like I'm slating it. Bad choice. Definitely the wrong choice for me. I was living in Brighton and then we ended up moving away. And so now every time I go back there, I'm like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, did the workout on the beach. Summer yeah, shine. That sounds nice, but it also sounds hard. I've tried, I've played football on the beach and it's hard running and getting no, grip no, and no. all that sort of stuff. No, first of all, it's pebbles. Second of all, you can't do a super burpee on the pebbles, really. I don't think that <laughs> hurts. 
So I was on the grass, on the on the hove lawns, basically, basically. And uh, it, just the reason I'm sharing this is because I did a live afterwards. And I want people listening to, to take opportunities, like to, to mix things up a bit. If you're going to, if you, like the route you go to work, don't always drive, sometimes walk, or don't always walk or drive, sometimes ride your bike. Don't always go the same route. Some people do like the same thing every single day. I want, I want people to mix it up a bit, experience different things, go, go, a, go a different way, like do things in a different order. Don't eat the same breakfast every day. No, I'm a big fan of that because I, I'm, I'm personally on the same wavelength. I like doing things differently, but it's always a danger that we kind of put this on other people. When I, I'm t- reminded of a, a modern day parable where a guy was going into a factory, uh, a biscuit making factory, and uh, he's, he's, he's a, a consultant going in, trying to mix things up, trying to change it, trying to improve it. And he's speaking to the, 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 the factory worker who, who kind of looks at the biscuits and makes sure they're not broken. And he said, oh, okay, so you, if, you, if they're broken, you take them out. And it's great. Um, he says, how long have you been doing this? And she said, oh, we've been doing it for 20 years. He said, 20 years. You've been standing, doing this, checking for broken biscuits for 20 years. Same thing every day. She said, oh, no. No, no, not at all. Sometimes there's bourbons. <laughs> and it's like some people, that's what they're happy doing. And they've found their niche. And if they're found, because there's a difference between being stuck in a rut and being in a groove. And some people, they find their groove and they find their style and they do their things. They're like, more power to you. For me, I would think that's a rut. I, I need that. I need to change songs as I'm going around. I, my groove shifts and varies and if i'm doing the same thing for too long i can't do it anymore you see I, i'm i'm taking both sides of this and I'm, I'm saying yes and and yes because if well, i was listening to bob proctor this week i'm listening to bob proctor curiously when i listen to my audible books i quite often listen to them twice uh because i want to hear what i missed the first time <laughs> so which is sometimes a challenge when they're like 10 hours long, but uh, it, I do find it rewarding. So I'm listening to uh, You Were Born Rich the second time. He says uh, in this, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. You can't stand still. So Sandra, the biscuit shuffler, in fact, Tunnock's caramel wafers, exactly the same as they were in like 1890. Well, I don't know, I wasn't old enough then, but in terms of my life, the cunt, the t- the <laughs> caramel wafer is identical as it always has been. Maybe, maybe they're in their groove. Maybe they haven't. Maybe they've not needed to evolve. Maybe thing, they're in- this is the thing I, I do a whole <laughs> a whole series of talks at the moment on digital evolution. Um, and part of it is one of the facts. My kids' favourite facts is um, sharks are older than trees. Uh, sharks have been around since I don't know Devonian or whatever, four hundred million years or so. Whereas trees have only been around for 350, 360 million years, which means sharks are older than trees. And the thing is, over that time, sharks have evolved a little, but basically, they hit a sweet spot, and they're they're absolutely perfectly evolved for their environment. And as their environments changed, every time their environment changes significantly, they get questioned, they get challenged. You know, are you still fit for purpose? When actually they say, you know what? Yeah, we are. We're going to keep as we go. And that's fine. As long as you get the challenge and you adapt accordingly, if needed, and you're able to adapt, then you'll survive and you'll thrive. And if you don't adapt, you die. So it's all about as your life changes, roll with the punches. So, But if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards because nothing stands still. Yeah, sharks always move forward. They can't move backwards. Otherwise they drown. Yeah. Well, that I don't know. 
uh, I feel like I want to ask, what, why did they make Jaws 4? Like, you know, the 3D one? <laughs> because of the gimmick of 3D. That's all it was. <laughs> there are some things that, that should just, just stop. The Matrix. They've got a new Matrix coming out. I was like, what? Reboot? Yeah. They didn't. Another, I don't. I don't know. But they didn't need a Matrix two and three, let alone four. Just Matrix one. one. That's all you need. I don't. I don't get all this bullshit about. Oh yeah, it was always meant to be part of a trilogy. No, it wasn't. Just own it. It was a surprise hit. You made a lot of money, and you thought, let's rinse this again. Ah. Uh, well, I've often put Keanu Reeves on my list of people I'd have at a dinner party. Ah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'd have him at dinner party. I mean, don't get me wrong. If someone said, if Keanu Reeves wants to come around for dinner, then I would break out the good China. Um, but equally, he's never struck me as a great conversationalist, someone who's going to get the, the, the thing going. He, he had a great thing where he said, you know what, I'm at the stage of my life where if someone says two plus two is five, I'll say, sure it is. Just you enjoy, you be you. Whereas I'm sitting there thinking, Fuck off! Don't be stupid. Two and two is literally four. Yeah. I want to get and I, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to have those debates and those discussions. And for me, that's what a dinner party is all about. I want guests who are going to be challenging each other in a, in a fun way and and sharing stories and being proactive and gregarious. And yeah. Keanu Reeves just just strikes me as someone who's just just quite laid back and he'll sit and he will enjoy the shit out of it. Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't now. particularly now. You're probably right. I think I was kind of going Bill and Ted, Point Break. I think maybe, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Have you you got a dinner party list? I've not thought about that for a long time, actually. Uh, But but in in the realms of having one in the past, I know that I put Robin Williams and Winston Churchill on there. Oh, you're going alive and dead then. Oh, these are the subtle distinctions of your dinner party. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how many guests can we have? Play along. Uh, Usually it's six. But one of those has got to be yourself. So it's five guests. Okay, five guests. And I think I want to have a couple of women. Okay, Joan Rivers. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that one. She'd be good. She's alive. Good or, I don't know if don't they're all alive or dead, right? Okay, I'm go, just going to go, go with people I want to have there. Okay, people I want to have okay. there. Because so, so I'm going, I'm going to have, I, there's me, there's me, Winston Churchill, Robin Williams, Joan Rivers, and oh, another woman, someone gobby and hot, but also intelligent. I'd like her to be like because we've got some serious chit chat going on around the, mm. around the table and they've got to be able, you know, you've got to be confident enough to force your way into that sort of conversation. Oh, as well. how about Marilyn Monroe? Mm-hmm. That that's what I'm going for. Robin Williams, Joan Rivers. Winston Churchill, me, and Marilyn Monroe. You need one more table of six. What are, what are I missing? I'm another woman. I, I don't know, but you've literally said five people. Oh, yeah, okay. And to get to six, I mean, do we need I to do the whole two? I thought about maths. I thought you weren't going to <laughs> Okay. So we go, I guess if we're going boy, girl, boy, girl, I've got to get another woman. It's your dinner party, mate. Yeah. I want someone. Oh, oh no! I was going to say Madonna, but she seems to have gone a bit weird and up her own ass a bit, doesn't she? 
Well, look, if you can have if you can have Winston Churchill, you can choose at what stage you have him. So you could say Madonna uh, from 1987. Yeah. Oh, or would I go? I don't know how much fun she is. How much fun is Aretha Franklin? I've always wanted one of my one of my great great losses. I didn't see her lie, but but uh, oh, no, that's I have her for dinner. She could sing afterwards. Exactly. You know, okay. that's that's multi-purpose entertainment. There we go. Aretha Franklin. Good shout. Now, if I'm if I'm going uh, if I was going down the alive or dead route, then I'd have uh, Donald Trump, Boris Johnson, Katie Hopkins, Nigel Farage, and. Uh, and Jonathan Rhys Mogg, and they'd all be dead. Um, but if we're going to go down the the actual actual, I'd enjoy it route, and I'll, I'll, I'd definitely go uh, Stephen Fry, Tim Minchin. Um, I oh, think. Oh, he's piano. Uh, yeah, he's an absolute comedic, uh, just just a great thinker and a genius. Um, I think. Uh, oh, what's his name? He does the chat show BBC One. Graham Norton. I think he'd be great fun at a dinner party. Um, I want uh, Victoria Corrin Mitchell there because um, I think she's brilliant. Ashlyn B, again, funny but sharp. Um, and I guess, and and me. bit more highbrow there because we don't recognise some of those names. Or, or, or don't not. remember. So, 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 I don't um, recognise. Sorry, was that one? You First of all, you froze a little bit and I did right, a screen. Okay. You know when it, the, the, the screen freezes and you get the person doing the weird face? Oh, yeah, okay. You did the most amazing Cockney apples and pears, like market stall, pizza <laughs> face, uh, which I screen grabbed, and I'm now going to use uh, multiple times and locations to share this episode. I don't want to know what you're using that for. It's just, <laughs> you know, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> so could you run us through your list again, please, because I missed it. Yeah, so we've got uh, Stephen Fry. We've got Tim Minchin. We've got Graham Norton. We've got Victoria Corin Mitchell and we've got Ashlyn B. So I don't know who Corin Mitchell is. Victoria Corin Mitchell. She no. is, uh, she's the host of Simply Connect. She's a writer, like a, a journo sort of person. Um, she plays poker. Um, uh, she's married to David Mitchell. Um, she's not like a panel show person, but she's just, just sharp as you like. She's so funny, so intelligent, so biting. Um, I think that she'd, she'd really uh, vibe quite well with the rest of the crowd. Okay. Oh, how about, right, we can share this one. How about if you're going to have a dinner party with absolute nutters there, like a, like a complete that was going to go off the hook and you were going to be out doing shots, hedge pushing, throwing up through people's letterboxes, that, that sort of stuff. <laughs> oh, uh, Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed, good one. He, he uh, who's, has to be up. who's the DJ? He's actually a Tottenham fan. Um, Brandon Block. So Oliver Reed, Brandon Block. I don't even know who that is, but I'll take your word Brand, for Brandon it. Brandon Block is a mad Ibiza sort of kind of oh, okay. DJ, but it turns out he's actually a Spurs fan, and they do like lock-in kind of all dayers in mm. the pub that's like behind like the West. No, not behind the west, behind the like Paxton Road, behind the school. You know where the school is, up like, next to White Hart Lane. Yeah, the Bill Nick. Yeah, the pub, the pub that's behind that school. On yeah, the I used to go there all the time. Decent, yeah. uh, decent sized beer garden. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Brandon Block, Oliver Reed, Pete Doherty. Oh yeah, Pete Doherty. Uh, Amy Wine. If he gets the heroin out, they could get a bit heavy. Yeah, he could. It could indeed, and also he'd uh, be encouraging Amy Winehouse. Oh uh, yeah, I'm going to go. You know the guy who wrote the book, the. Um, 
the Howard Marks, the, the, the pothead geezer. He'd be fascinating to have there. Uh, I don't know who that is, but yes. Oh, Cheech from Cheech and Chong. <laughs> <laughs> Fictional no character. Chong. No disrespect, Chong, but I always thought Cheech. Oh, Dudley Moore. We, I don't know about any women here, but D- D- Dudley Moore and Peter Cook, they'd have to come as a double act, obviously. He'd, yeah, he'd, they'd, they'd, they'd be messy and that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, are we bringing any women though? Who could, maybe oh, what is that else? Oh, yeah. Do you think she'd be wild? What about Dawn, Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders? That'd be quite good. Mm, yeah, I don't think they'd be wild. I think no. uh, certainly not these days. But no, even at that height, we went like eighties. Eighties. I, I, I still feel like they're um, often with comedians and stuff. They they create these massive out there characters. And more out there the character, the less out there the person. Yeah. Apparently, Steve Martin is a bit of an arsehole. I've heard this. I've heard this. Um, <laughs> a lot of them will be. He said, um, "I'm a twat, but, by the way," but that's that's beside the point. But I think this yeah, is allegedly. This is all allegedly. Um, whereas I know so I said comedians, but you've got, um, and I, I'm not a particular fan, you know, partly because he's a West Ham fan, but um, uh, Russell Brand, someone like that. He was someone who thinks oh, he's all yeah. that, and then he's gone off on one. So we take, we don't, we don't want Russell Brand now. We want Russell Brand party. We want party Russell, not eco Russell. If, if, if it was going to be a, a dinner party that I didn't actually have to actually no, it's a go to. It's an absolute, it's an absolute flipping. As long as I don't have to be I'm all right with that. Although I'd, I'd love to have met Oliver Reed. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I just had another idea of some women I would quite like to have there. Um, but it's gone. Totally forgotten. It will come back to you. I'm certain. Wild. She was a singer. Okay. Well, that was quite fun. An impromptu uh, dinner party guest. Yeah. If you want to share your dinner party guests with us, I'd love, I'd love to have that. You can, uh, a dating dad or, Team Superdad HQ on on Twitter and Insta. We'd love to see that. Maybe we could make a little social media table for our for our tables there, Glenn. That'd be quite <laughs> good. We are getting some love for that for that chit chat there. It's our Robert Rob, good old Rob Rob Proud. He's not Scottish, by the way. Uh, but he's up in Durham, by the way. Um, what was I going to tell you about? Oh, my dad. I saw my dad today because I was down in Brighton, picking up the laptop, did the presents mm-hmm. on the beach. Take the opportunity to do something different if you get the chance. Uh, don't get stuck in the, in the same groove or a rut. Mix it up. Discover new opportunities. I'll tell you why, back to that point about why you should mix it up. Because I bumped into Tommy Cuff, who is um, a British weightlifting champion current and also a Team Superdad member. And so I did my workout on Hove Lawns. Then I went down on the beach, did the live. Sun was beautiful, a bit windy. And uh, then as I'm walking back up towards the car, I see a bloke cycling down because Brighton's all about the cycling. I see this bloke cycling down, right? And he looks like, you know, that, that Guinness poster where they've got the, the, the shark on the bike and then mm-hmm. the fish on the bike next to him, right? Tommy's a big bloke, yeah? And he's got a big beard and he's got a, like this top, they call them top knot thing, right? Oh, yeah, 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 man buns. And and he's wearing a pair of like quite short shorts, yeah. So I could see this this picture like a long way off, right? I was like, <laughs> that looks like Tommy, yeah. So as he comes past, I go like, Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> and he does like a mini skid, and uh, he goes, it's me, Johnny. He's like, yeah, I know, I know. How's it going? So if I hadn't have taken that opportunity, I wouldn't have been able to stop and chit chat with Tommy. Uh, oh, it's always nice when you get a bit of serendipity and you bump into someone. 
Yeah, but if you hadn't done it's like left turn at Albuquerque, sliding doors, kind of. It's always it's always one of those weird moments where theoretically, by that rationale, there's no reason you wouldn't have bumped into someone else if you'd done something else. I do. I constantly wonder how many times I've been looking at my phone or done something like that, and someone I've known has walked past, and I've just not not seen them. Or if I've been looking that way and someone's walked that way, it's it's one of those weird things. You just don't know who's out there and how close you are. There used to be a, a dating app called Happen. I think the priest still is around. And the whole thing was about matching you up with people who, who were in your area and on the same routes and all that sort of stuff. And it makes me wonder, out of all the people I know and all the Twitter people I know, how closely I've come to some of those over the time. Well, I mean, this does tip into kind of what do you believe, like universe, you know, like law of attraction, God's blessings, tipping random crap that's completely... Mm-hmm. Not connected to anything and i'm with mad. you on random crap so you don't believe there's any rhyme or no. reason that two people cross their paths on a particular day at a particular time Fuck no no <laughs> there's, there's, there's absolutely no reason we 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 apply reason to it we we come up with something but that's got as much likelihood of having reason as something arbitrary happened in your life because of planets it makes no difference whatsoever. You're there, they're there. And if you're in the same place, it's probably because you're doing the same sort of things. It's um, vibrational energy. How do you, how do you answer it? How do you answer then the phenomena when you ring someone and they've picked up, they've used to happen more often with the old school phones, right? But they, you go to ring someone and they've picked up the phone to to ring you like you you rung each other at the same time how do you answer usually that? usually it's because both of you have been talking about something or something's happened and it sparked off something like if uh you've remembered that this has got to happen or that this event has happened and you wanted to chat to someone about it they're doing the same things and having the same thoughts because you're talking about the same things and all you've done is you've remembered the one time out of 10,000 phone calls you've made where it's happened and you've forgotten it's the the, the middle lane fallacy where in um, in traffic, you only ever remember. You're always sitting there, God, I'm always in the slow lane. Or when you're lining up at a supermarket, I'm always in the slow queue. You forget because you just don't know. It's every other time you're not because that's not something that glassed in your head. And so every time that happens on the phone, all you're doing is remember the one time it did happen and forgetting the 99,000 other times it didn't. That's all it is. It's positive reinforcement. I feel like I'm on the edge of my seat here. Like I'm about to lose or win the flipping debating trophy at the grammar school. Uh, There is, you can measure the vibrational like energy, like the, I mean, I'm not even going to say you, yeah, I'm just not even going to say you literally, literally can't. There is zero science around that. And the thing about it is science is, it, it doesn't matter what we believe. Science is true or false. And if we find something is false and then we actually, our technology evolves and we find it to be true, we can, we can change that. However, every single shred of replicable peer-reviewed science says there is no such thing as energy fields and vibrations and chakras and connections and all that sort of stuff. It just doesn't exist. If, you, if people believe it exists and it makes themselves happy, more power to you. Um, but it's just not true. I know, but Sean Stevenson of the Model Health Show, he talks often about this machine that, that measures the 
<laughs> they've got this machine you can, they can show like it's, it's, the heart. It's, it's around the heart i'm trying to search it up here uh-huh that's wonderful and you know what um give me give me half an hour and i'll, I'll produce a machine that will, will tell you what color aura is around your body um and then that will tell you what your next your next week is going to be like no not that kind of flipping but that's all this yeah, is it, uh, uh, russell russell what's he called what's, what's the old Oh, Ash- Russell, uh, yeah, not Russell Brand. Um, he follows oh, me on Twitter, Russell, I think. Russell, yeah, he, the old horoscope person. Yeah, he's a millionaire through doing those things. Yeah, and because he, you know, gullibility is a lucrative business. Gullibility is that a word? Gullibility, gullibleness. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it is, and see if you actually look it up. Right, I'm trying to find this heart measuring device here. I'm going to have to get Sean Stevenson on the, on the team super dad podcast. And when he says, Go for it. why the fuck am I going to come on your tin pot podcast? And I'll say, cause Glenn says you're full of shit. Yeah, I, I, 100%. <laughs> show, show me a bit of peer reviewed evidence. And I, I, I consider changing my mind. However, if that was a thing, it would not be refined, ref, refined. And it wouldn't be um, just down to one person having this bit of technology. This would be, worldwide commonplace because it's the same argument as i make for alternative medicine you know what they call alternative medicine that works medicine (laughs) no there's a big difference between functional medicine and what they call like mainstream or 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 western medicine or or medicine that's driven by the pharmaceutical so functional treat the root cause whereas traditional medicine will treat the illness if something works, then it's it's medicine. If something doesn't work, it's homeopathy or alternative or let, let me grind something up and dilute it down. Heart coherency. Okay. <laughs> right. um, hey, Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Um, now, now that we've established you're definitely not gullible, do you want to? I've got, I've got this. I've got this. This. This uh, plan to make some money off of Bitcoin. Do you want to invest? Just give me a couple of hundred quid. So do you want to? Do you want to know what happened? Right. Tell me what so, happened, mate. Phone rings. Here's I'm already been set up. Now this could be like a long chain of events. Maybe like the universe had planned it. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been I've been getting phone calls like every six months for the last. I, I'll bet it's about ten years, right? Uh, and I and I'm pretty sure it's I offer. I think I've mentioned this in the pod before. Off of something I answered in the Evening Standard, which is the London newspaper. They used to produce it in the evening, Evening Standard, and. Uh, and it said, like, um, do you want to know how to you know, make money on the stock exchange? What share, share trades, trade shares, whatever. Um, and you text the number in, nothing came back, right? Nothing. I was like, okay, fine. And so, but then obviously they just built up this database of people who are interested in, in investing. Mm-hmm. In. So periodically I get these people call me and they want me to invest in wine or sheds in Albania or car parks in Uzbekistan or whatever. And um, so I've, I've dabbled in, 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 in all sorts of things. Uh, and I had some crypto, some Bitcoin and some Ethereum in a, in a Coinbase account. And so I'd done that through a trusted group I'm in called Tears of Freedom run by Jason Greystone. Really cool guy, knows his stuff. So I get this phone call and they're from Crypto Nero. So the guy, like, just... I'm trying to get him off the phone thinking he's one of those other people. Then he, he sort of sweet talks me into the phone conversation. Then I'm, then I get 
the usual thing where it's once you're interested and you get passed on to someone who's going to set you up and talk to you about how it works. So they're saying, we, we know the markets, we advise our, our customers, they buy, and then we let you know when to exit the trade or whatever. So, so I'm a little bit dubious. I've, I've been on their website. I've, and so here in part of my due diligence, right, I've gone on who is like nominate. Yeah. To see how old, the URL is when it was bought and stuff. So I said, so part of us, us chatting about here. Uh, oh, by the way, Rob proud says that gullibility is actually a word. So um, I should never doubt the wisdom of, um, of Glenn Osco, unless he's talking about spiritual things, in which case I think it's a little bit too uh, polished, too science-based. Uh, gullibility, a tendency to be easily persuaded that something is real or true. Credulity. Credulity. You can never underestimate the gullibility of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> you can never underestimate people that know me would say I'm pretty gullible. So he goes like, yeah, you, you put some money in. We'll, we'll advise you. We'll increase it. And then you can put some, you know, so I said, Look, well, clearly I'm not going to put much in here because I don't know who you are. I said, your website's got no pictures of people. You said you're in Stockholm, Sweden, but like, who are you? Who are you? registered with or whatever crypto really isn't registered and not many countries are even that happy about it so it was all kind of a gray area so oh so i look on nominet to see how old the url is the url is about nine months old to which he answered well we used to have a different url and we changed it so we're about three weeks in the trades have gone well so now i've gone from like two two hundred and fifty. No, no, so I put like the 100 in, then I increase it to 250. So some kind of six to seven weeks later, it's like 800 pounds. So then I decide I'm going to take 400 out because if we made it from 400 to 800 before, then we'll just make it from 400 to 800 again. And now I'm I'm no worse off. And this mm-hmm. is where this is where <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the plan started to crumble. Uh, the, so I, I went to my Coinbase account, got the wallet number to transfer the, the Bitcoin back into the Coinbase, and, it, and it, it didn't it didn't arrive. So then I ask in the Tears of Freedom group, I'm like, how do you know if you're being scammed in, in crypto? And about four or five people who clearly knew way more than me, and it would have been prudent I'd asked them in the first place, said, <laughs> This stinks, Johnny. I really wouldn't put my money anywhere near it. I was like, it's all right. I've taken 400 back out. And you know what the dodgy fuckers did? The, in the long key for, the, for your Bitcoin wallet, in the long key, it like out of the 32 characters, they'd inserted an L in the, so I'd copy and pasted it in. And then I'm like, Nathan, Guna. Where's uh, I've put the transfer and it says it's completed, but it hasn't shown up in my in my Coinbase. He's like, oh no, it'll be there. It'll be there tomorrow. It'll be there tomorrow. And no, I mean, then, that's one of the few. Uh, the whole thing about crypto, it's instant. It's, it's instantaneous. Yeah. That's what I was like. I was like, oh well, I thought it'd be pretty instant to be honest. Yeah. So sure enough, out of the blue, after about seven positive trades, the next trade, bearing in mind I'd moved half what well, I thought I'd moved half the money out. The next trade flipping went upside down completely and the and the account was at like you know minus one pound fifty. 
And uh, so then I, and I emailed their support address. And I was like, just presuming that the fact that I haven't heard from you from my last email and that my account has now gone from, you know, seven wins to one big loss, that I'll never hear from you again. And no, no <laughs> reply to that. And interestingly, if I go to CryptoNero.com now, there's, there's, the website is just gone. I don't I quite understand why we're just checking it. Crypto Nero. No, this site can't be reached. No. But you know what? The dodgy bastards, they wanted me. They were like, send us referrals, send us referrals. Mm-hmm. And I was going, I'm not going to send you any referrals until I know, until I like, know more about you. Oh, I'm sorry that happened to you, mate. Well, that's why I only put a couple hundred quid in. Yeah, you should never never invest more than you're willing to lose. That's a yeah. that's a good that's a good way of doing it. But it's still right. it, it sucks when when you kind of um, put. I, I'm not saying you, you're trusting me your life, but you put a bit of trust and a bit of faith in someone, and then they deliberately let you down. Yeah, the hardest part of it is knowing that it was a bit squiffy, and in my mind, doing what I thought was due diligence, but my willingness for it to be good did mm. actually cloud my judgment. It did. I, I didn't ask people that I knew, does this make sense? Because clearly when I did, they all laughed at me basically in a, in a polite manner. Mm. <laughs> Carl Moody. Thank you very much. Uh, he was very polite, uh, but I think in his, in, he was laughing in his tea as he typed it probably. No, but, but his big thing was, this is pissing me off because you're not the first person that's said this basically. And, and they're, they're, they're ruining the good name mm. of, of blockchain and Bitcoin. And everything. So listeners, yeah, that's a big trouble because you, yeah, you got when, if you, one bad agent can ruin, undermine the work of, of thousands of good ones, it's just, cause then you just don't know. It's, it's the whole thing of, you know, if, if you've got a whole pack of M&Ms and only one of them's poisoned, you're not going to eat the M&Ms. But uh, what Carl said was, just if you are listening and want to know, like, basically the better way to do this, the, this company, this flipping shysters from Estonia or whatever they actually seem to have come from, because not Sweden, um, Carl said, if they want to take a commission off of your trade, don't do that. Tell them you'll gladly pay them for their information, but and you'll gladly pay them on results, but that you will trade, you'll do your trades through a recognized platform such as Coinbase or um, I think it's called Bit, Bit, Bit Finance, you know, basically a, a, a reputable platform, basically. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, if you are listening, I hope you take that on board and uh, don't make the same mistake as, as uh, cause clearly I'm the guru. I'm the leader of the community. I know everything. Hey, some some people's one, one, some of people's um, best contributions is to to be a, a bad example for others not to follow. And I think you've done your research, <laughs> and you've you've earned your you've you've probably saved listeners thousands upon thousands <laughs> of pounds, as they might have been caught in the same sort of web. It is pretty much the core premise of Team Superdad is that I've I, I never want people to go through the struggle and strife. That, that I've been, and most of it was self-inflicted. Like, cause you can have a relationship that goes bad. Doesn't have to be miserable for four years about it. Right. You can, mm. <laughs> lots of choices, you know, you can have a job you don't like, or you can leave a job you don't like, but, but don't sit there and, and, and be confused about it. Uh, if you get the chance to go and live in a different, different country, don't um and ah about it. Just do it or don't do it. Like, like don't mm-hmm. let it. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I am, I'm, I'm the, the patsy. I'm, I'm the, the one that, that, that 
takes the kick in the nuts just to see whether it was a, a real uh, leather boot or a, or a rubber uh, comedy stunt, you know, but no, it was a kick in the nuts. It definitely was a kick in the nuts. And that is the wisdom for the week on that front. <laughs> uh, kids have gone back to school this week, Glenn. And, and as we head towards the end of this wrap up, it would be an absolute shocker not to talk about our kids and um, in, in an appropriate way, of course. But coming of age for, for my boy this week, as he went off to, to secondary school, it was, it, it, I felt quite, I was trying to play it cool. <laughs> but his mum was verging on a bit nutty about like, where is he? Are we tracking him? What time is he there? What time is he getting picked? Like, 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 which I didn't really, I was like, that's a bit excessive. We've got to give him some freedom to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Turns out she actually, because she lives on an estate with lots of other kids, turns out she sees how much of a state he gets in every time he goes out and plays with all the other kids. <laughs> they'll, they'll take the piss and he'll come home crying, something like that, which I did. I wasn't really aware of. So she was concerned. I was like trying to keep it cool as the dad, but I had put the Life 360 app on his phone. I told him it was there. I was like, look, when you, when you get to school, it'll beep. When you, when you leave school, it'll beep. So like, I know you're on your way or whatever. Um, but it, it went pretty well. It went pretty well. The first oh, day, please. the first day, uh, we were, we were, because they, they, uh, the short story is we've only got one pair of trousers at the moment because they're stuck <laughs> on a container ship getting over from somewhere. So you have to wash them and then tumble dry them. Yep. So I've washed them. I've tumble dried them. I've taken them out. The button, it's got two buttons. One's on the back pocket and one's on the, on the fly. The one on the back pocket, absolutely fine. The one on the fly, melted. Oh, mate. <laughs> How many buttons have you sewed on in your life, Glenn? For the purpose of this story, none. <laughs> I'm not going to say that I've actually sewed on thousands of the fuckers. Oh, right. Okay. I mean, I've sewn on a few buttons, but not the sort of thing where I can just... I do have a sewing kit at home, first of all. Kudos to me. And I do have a rough idea of what to do. So also kudos. So, but yeah, I had to cut the button off the back pocket and, and do a quick, uh, like, make do job on, uh, on, on putting the front. Oh, that's good work, man. It's good. So did you used to work at a, a, a button factory or where? where, where? <laughs> no, I've got four kids. Oh, you got well, four kids. Okay. Yeah. And also, yeah, you grow up. I'm not going to do the, the woe is me, but you grow no. up um, without much money and you end up making sure that yeah if you rip a pair of trousers you can't afford a new pair of trousers you've got to fix them yeah fix and your mum's not going to do it because she told you not to skid on the cre- on the pavement so it's your fault you sort it out fix um, so you learn how to sew pre- I, I don't know how to use sewing machines and shit like that um never got around to that but i know how to to sew up rips and tears and replace buttons and and, and what have you oh so as well as doing a cook along we'll do a sew along uh when, uh, when, <laughs> when the training academy is fully fully in sweet i didn't know we were going to do a sewing section on there but we are going to do that um and, uh, yeah, so like secondary school, he had a walking buddy and, and, and trying to do packed lunch, trying to explain to him, like, how much you should spend on a card and not spend on a card. So he goes, well, they open the canteen in the morning. So I'm going to get a pan of raisin. Obviously, they're only a quid. And uh, break time, lovely. You can do uh, sarnies. You can do whatever. So, so he goes, i got a can of Coke and I've got a so-and-so. Um, um one of the lads, he goes, I don't know, so Calvin, or it doesn't matter, does it? Um, he goes, uh, he got two cookies because he wanted to give me one. So he gave me a cookie. And then at lunch, I got, so basically, <laughs> he, he spent about six quid. <laughs> so I had to say to him, 
when it's been a fat bastard, you can't spend six quid a day. You just, but it was like, they've not got like limits and shit. No, they do. They, they do. They, they, they do. But it's sort of like, I think it was like in a transaction, you know, whereas, but if you right. go and hit it at each, at each sort of checkpoint, you know, hmm. um, but also it's just sort of a bit of a learning curve. I felt like it was okay just to let him, let him, you know, just, just and enjoy the that's, that's, like clicking, like yeah, getting his card yeah. out and tapping it and buying stuff, and you know, exciting. And, and for me, that, that's one of the biggest parts about secondary school is letting them learn the lessons and and letting them learn some. Obviously, within reason, being a safety net underneath, but they've got to learn that if they leave late, then they're going to be late. There's no one's going to bail them out. If they don't do their homework, they're going to get in trouble. They've got to learn if they mouth off to a year eleven, then something's going to happen. Uh, as as, <laughs> within boundaries. Just, just, I just let them, let them go, let them learn, and um, if 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 it all goes to shit, then I'll be there. So, for example, when my <laughs> came out, my, my oldest daughter came home one day, um, and it would, it'd been a bit wet, and she had uh, she had one shoe on. So, why have you only got one shoe on? She said, "Oh, uh, this kid, he, he threw my shoe up a tree." Said, what are you talking about? <laughs> where's where's your shoe? No, no, he threw my shoe up a tree. It turns out that he'd been annoying her. So her being, she being stupid, had thrown her shoe at him. He'd grabbed it and thrown it in the air and it had landed in a tree and they couldn't get it down. And they'd spent <laughs> an hour, over an hour, trying to get his shoe down. She couldn't and they couldn't because he, he knew what was happening. Um, and so she's walked home and I've got straight in the car, gone down there. They're still trying to get this shoe out of a tree. So I've had a good word with them in a polite way, but they knew they, they're dead fucked up. Yeah. And then I went home and, and told my daughter, I know I've had a go at them. Don't throw a frigging shoe. I mean, <laughs> come on. Who throws a shoe? And throw it even further. It's ridiculous. And, thank, and, and his parents the next day, um, they, he wrote an apology letter and they put, they bought a new pair of shoes and stuff, which was oh, really oh. sweet of them. Result, result. Um, but yeah, you got you got to let them make those mistakes um, so they can learn from them. Because I've no amount of telling people don't buy crypto from random sources is going to tell them. They've, you, you just got to let them make the mistake and then they can learn. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm joking, man. I'm joking. No, okay. I should have seen. <laughs> and uh, this is your eldest, yes. That's my eldest. She turned seventeen the day before yesterday. I know. I saw your tweet. I saw your tweet. It's the same age as when you met your. X. that's right and which is like really weird i'm not sure how i feel about it because i can't imagine her coming home with a boyfriend and then them being together for at least 18 years no you're a child um you don't know any you don't know life <laughs> <laughs> you don't know anything i i had this exact conversation with mark the the phone fixer guy today um because we were talking about why don't i live in brighton anymore oh look we've, we've segued beautifully back to the beginning of the show and uh, and i said I will give my children considerably better advice than my mm-hmm. dad gave me. <laughs> oh, my absolutely. My fourth marriage, right? Fourth marriage. <laughs> but, so, but the thing is, he never tried to give me relationship advice. He did give me one, one advice once was he said uh, uh, about someone I was pining after. And he said, he says, basically said, stop fucking pining after her and she'll come chasing back. Mm. I thought that sounds like the biggest load of nonsense ever. And, and, and now I look back on it. He was totally right. I was chasing yeah. her and that wasn't in any interest to her at all. Yeah. There, there's bits of advice you can give. Um, and some of it you can give in advance and some of it, you've just got to 
help them learn the lesson from once they do it. There was no reason it happened in the first place, but give it reason afterwards to make it worthwhile. Yeah. And uh, driving lessons, is, is that all light? Is, is that going to happen? Yeah. So for, uh, for her birthday, um, I got her, uh, she's getting a driving license or a provisional, um, and I'm buying her a, an intensive course. I think, yeah, I don't know how many lessons, five lessons or tennis and something like that. I'm not entirely sure. Um, to be honest, I think she might need a few more. She's she's confident and all that, but she's not the most spatially aware young lady. Do you ever let, so, so I let my kids change gear whilst we're driving. Do you ever do that? Uh, no need. Also. Oh, so that's going to be, be a bit of a hurdle. Uh, no, to be honest, I think she, she just wants to learn auto. She said, Dad, I'm never, ever going to drive a manual. There's no situation I'm ever going to need to buy a manual car. To be honest, by the time she's in, in sort of 10 years' time, she probably won't even need to drive it. Um, so she yeah. said, "Just uh, I'll just learn in an auto. That's all I need to know. And I make her right. I've met your daughter, and I know you. And I'm just like... Yeah, okay. There's some Oxco logic in that, and uh, <laughs> that is absolutely fine. Yeah. Well, the final point to mention is uh, this weekend was the first weekend uh, for our local team Superdad crew that Paul and I are. We've we've synced up our kids. I've changed my weekends now, so so I was synced up with Paul, and uh, we were, we were around his house, and you and your guys we're in, we're in sync now. So we're somewhere down the line, in the not too distant future, we've got a a big family bowling event or, uh, or oh, something. I like the idea of that. That'd be fun. Thing happening, yeah. Good stuff. Listen, viewers, viewers on the live stream, uh, listeners on the podcast. This has been episode 51. I might call it episode 1.2 because, you know, then, then you're kind of like, it doesn't seem like, Oh no, 51, 50, where's the hundred. Well, it'll, it'll, no, it'll be, um, I'd, I'd say episode one, series two. I know, but we're already in series three of the team super dad podcast when they go series three episode one no we're in series three episode if this is episode 48 of series three but, oh, it's, now the, you... but it's the 50th it's the 50th installment of the wrap-up uh, at some point you're going to have to do some sort of weird <laughs> timeline sort of shit you need a doc brown this is this is this bit, and then it, it veered off here, and there were other bits here, and then you went back in time and redid that. The possible solution is that we split it off into two podcasts, but we're going to stick with it. Thanks, Rob. See you next week. Uh, we'll stick with it, and we'll do this. Once a week, we have a serious one, once every couple of weeks, and every week we have a good old piss take and uh, hear what gullible shit Johnny's been uh, hooked. <laughs> <laughs> hooked on again. <laughs> Bloody good to hang out, Glenn. Thanks for joining me. Always is, mate. Have a good joy of a week. Yeah. Team Superdad crew, we'll catch you next week. This has been Team Superdad. Find us at teamsuperdad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Superdad. Dad.